I am here, master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch and ah! Master, that's not fair. I can never mind. I am my best audience. But I graciously consent to allow you to be in my presence. people welcome to episode not a hundred it's episode 99.5 of the room prime podcast it's your host ruben prime for april 19th 2022 it's uh pouring here in new york and and would you believe it? I got soaked. It's like the third, fourth time getting soaked, but I mean, it's to be expected. It's New York. Uh, the three key things about New York City that you got to remember that no matter how early you are, you're going to be late. Two, you can get the best pizza for a buck. And number three, Somehow, some way, you always get soaked, and subway certain subway stations will be flooded, uh, so flooded that you had to basically do a, a brush stroke, and you know paddle those that uh, don't swim. But definitely, you got to be swimming uh, to catch a train if it's not underwater. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's raining. It's coming down pretty hard. And we're not going to let the rain get to us because, of course, I, I've i been feeling great. And to those who are wondering two things, uh, where I've been and where's episode 100? Well, if you may know, episode 100, I'm going to push it back because, uh, you know, personal life has uh, been crazy, but mostly for good reason. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to divulge everything. Those who know me personally that listen, you know, but just a a bit a smidgen. uh, I want episode 100 to be special. I want it to be live, but unfortunately uh certain things were beyond my control and i was able to uh, put it out and i'm deciding if i want to have uh people on you know to do the big uh, 100 or just do a special episode um maybe live stream it on twitch maybe youtube but I'm figuring that out as I go. It's it's kind of a wing it situation. So that's always been my thing. Just uh, wing it, but be prepared as best as you can. And just, you know, as they say, uh, just fuck it. Just hit record and see what happens. 
but you have a, a outline and that's the that's the plan for episode 100 so that's why we're episode 99 and a half 99.5 uh 99 part two because last episode it was kind of short um i wanted to put it out due to the fact that it was going to be a busy week ahead of me and yeah also i just wanted to take a bit of this time off um with uh, work being crazy with uh, life being crazy but for mostly good reasons and i you know, sometimes you have to treat yourself. You got to, as they say, you got to enjoy your company. If you don't enjoy your own company, what makes you think other people are going to enjoy it? So uh, I've been just doing just that. Uh, went out uh, to the movies, enjoyed myself. Saw Sonic the Hedgehog too. And no, this I'm not going to talk about this on, you know, it isn't the one of the topics, but basically my short and sweet review of Sound the Hedgehog 2. Uh I enjoyed the movie. Even with the few cons that the movie had, the pros outweighed them. But I am concerned that uh, for the third one that they're gonna somehow shoehorn uh these things in. Um one of my issues is the is this a uh, black woman that had a role in the first one and she had a a, a bigger role so much so that it was just a, a side plot and it you know blended in with you know with the main part of the movie and to me it was just the movie could have done without it but i guess they had to you know to set up what's what was going to happen down you know down the line in the movie they had to do that but i wasn't a big fan of it i wasn't a big fan um that was one of the things that just rolled my eyes when i was at the theater because of course you got to have you know you know comedy relief you got to have comedic relief as i mean comedies you know what's left of it because uh comedy is starting to fade away because of course you have these you have progressives you have liberals you have leftists just being so outraged about everything even comedy even the fact that hey comedy is subjective just because you may not like it doesn't mean that other people uh well you know there's gonna be people that are gonna like it there's gonna be people that are not gonna like it but if it's not for you, just move on. And that's just that's basically the the path in terms of you know comedy, what you want to call it comedy, just just as in in this case it's on the hedgehog too, just women, black women, you know, the 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 black woman that's married to the white guy you know that that's you know with sonic that that's you know that sonic is with she's cool i don't mind her much her 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 role is more grounded it made sense but the other one her her 
relative not a fan really not a fan um it's just really too much i could have done without but besides that i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed uh sonic tails knuckles and Idris alba really good boys for knuckles that's a really good casting call that's when you cast uh black actors for you know at, you know, for voice voice acting, that has a really good uh, casting choice. That's putting in a, a a black actor. That's 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 what you do right. That's a good example there of good casting. And yeah, I enjoyed the movie. And of course, if you stayed after the credits, you will know that. There's going to be a sequel. So we already know this is in the cards. But overall, besides the, the few issues, um, I enjoyed the movie. And it was just weird. I, I think one thing people have forgotten is to enjoy their own company. As I mentioned, people tend to just, they, they just want to be around people. Even if it's people that they're not fond of. They don't like, but they just don't want to be alone. And especially dealing with people that are not uh, very committed. They tend to flake. They tend to uh, say they're going to do something and then not really do it. It's To me, it's just, yeah, I, uh, I just rather go myself because if I wait on people... You're going to miss opportunities, and that's the thing. You have to, A, enjoy your own company. Excuse me. got to enjoy your own company, and B, you can't let opportunities, you know, pass you by. Because if you just wait on other people, then you're never going to get to your goals. You're never going to enjoy life. Sometimes you got to go out there, do things alone, and, hey, you know, Small example, going to the movies may not seem like a big deal to other people, but I mean, it is to, you know, it's, it's a big deal to many out there. And just doing things alone, like it's it's scary. And I get it, but hey, sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, do something that you want to do, even if you got to do it alone. Um, It builds confidence. It really does. It really does build confidence. So, you know, here we are, and I've been enjoying going out. It's been a minute since I've gone out, and, you know, not only, you know, I, I enjoy my company. I'm, I always tend to be a a loner. You know, I tend to be a loner, so I really don't mind much. Um, I apologize for that noise. Don't know what that was. Um, but yeah, I really don't really don't mind uh, my company. Of course, you have to. Like, <laughs> if you don't, who else will, you know? And, yeah, just that is my summary. And also, one other thing before we get into the me shilling um, and to the topics at hand, of course, I've been on this weight loss journey. Um, I decided a few weeks ago that, I'm going to 
cut out all these uh, processed sugars, uh, most uh, breads and grains, and just overall uh, excessive snacking late at night. Just trust me. Before, I used to come back home and have a bunch of snacks. I just just munch away, but, you know, I noticed that I would be just very uh, lacking in nutrients. I was just very sluggish, just in real life lag for those who play online games. You can tell the difference when you're not getting the right nourishment. You can tell when you are... You just you just out of it, and that's because you're not fueling your body with the right stuff, and you know there's empty calories, uh, you know your vitamins, your minerals, things like that, and not eating, you know, breaking your meals out through the day. People tend to just eat one big meal, and then they overdo it, and that's why they they gain weight. That's why they they can't help but to eat. And I said to myself, I'm going to make sure that I fix my eating habits. And listen, you can, I love to eat, but it's it's important to know, hey, you got to eat the right stuff. It's one thing to eat. We all got to eat, but you got to know about and understand eating the right things. And also breaking meals up. Calorie counting, maybe not a lot of people uh, may want to do that or like to do that or never tried it. Um, but I encourage you at least be more conscious what you eat. And that's saying not to do what I do, but at least just be a little bit more conscious what you put in your body. Uh, just see how much calories, you know, the foods that you eat on a daily basis have. And there's apps out there to count calories, to, to track weight loss and things like that. And, and yeah, like I've, I've been on this journey, just still a baby in this journey, but you know, aren't we all on this thing called life? I, uh, I lost, I went from 212 to 200. And right now, like it's, it's a bit it's starting to see, okay. I've lost 12 pounds just by cutting out certain foods and changing up my habits. Now it's about, yeah, let's, uh, let's incorporate, you know, working out and weights, just heavy weights. And I'll be doing that really soon. Um, I mean, it's convenient to work out at home, but when you're at home, you tend to get distracted. You get to tend to get lazy. So I'm definitely going to try, and schedule things out to go to the gym and just fit it in my in my daily schedule because it's it's very important and and listen I'm gonna be honest not only I wanna just feel good and, and look good I wanna look good naked <laughs> I mean I don't look that bad but I wanna look I wanna look better naked. And just for me, not for anyone else, not for uh, potential hotties, any you know, potential women. I mean that 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 should be plus. That shouldn't be the the main thing. 
you know that that's that should be like the icing on the cake i mean cake can't have that <laughs> i mean can't have too much of it but um but yeah like that should be like the bonus like you should bring more to the table as a, as a man the same thing for you ladies it should be uh more to y'all than just okay your curves and listen i love me some curves and the people listening no yeah love me some curves on a woman but at the same time if she has more to offer and then she has she has curves yeah <laughs> i almost got a little speechless there but yeah you you already know the deal that that's great and and yeah like i just just been busy working i haven't forgot about this i haven't neglected doing podcasts i just want to do something special with the big 100 i've been just trying to enjoy my own company trying to enjoy my social life you know trying to get it back a little bit um and just on this journey you know, just trying to get to a decent weight get lean toned down a bit see how much weight i can lose um just by you know changing my eating habits and so far it's been good like i I have an iron will you know normally i can eat a whole bag of chips or a whole bag of cookies things like that and usually my metabolism will be like okay we'll regulate that but after a while your metabolism starts to fail starts to be less potent as you get older and then you start to see the weight gain you start to see that your body isn't burning everything so that's something I'm I'm really planning to change. And so far it's been working. And I just want to be healthy and I want all y'all to be healthy. Everyone that's listening to this and speaking to you listeners, appreciate everyone that's been listening to this for a few minutes, uh, listen to half of the episode, the whole episode. Um, do appreciate you lending your ear to to this podcast and do really appreciate uh 99 and a half episodes <laughs> i mean technically this is the 100th recording i mean it's more than 100 but you know the episodically but want to do something special for the big 100 and definitely we will see i'll conjure something up but I definitely want to do something special. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe do something special in episode one fifty or two. I don't know, but I want to do something special. But I do appreciate and thank you, uh, the audience out there in podcast land and YouTube land. Those who you, who I will be uploading clips uh, fairly soon. Um. Because I think there are topics to talk about that should have this standalone video. And the problem is, it's just finding the time since, you know, work a full-time job. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. But the news keeps going. Like, if I don't report it, someone else will, but I am glad that there are people out there who want to listen to my opinion 
on matters and we're gonna have a doozy of a time and this small walk jesus 20 20 minutes 20 or so minutes but i uh, just have to give an update what's going on um just some future plans but yeah uh again thank you for uh downloading this when it becomes available uh to 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 stream to download to listen and of course again shout outs um we got shout outs to layer of the four kings um follow your dreams super freak 187 roman himself and cosmic kaiser six and also give a shout out to drew yari of the drew yari show i will be on his show this coming wednesday believe after uh all elite wrestling I, I don't know when i think before or after or during i'm not sure but uh definitely it will be out it will be recording wednesday and then it will be available i believe thursday or friday uh this week so the 20th at yeah, the 20th of um april so definitely check that out can't wait because uh, definitely have a lot of things to say. And I do want to have Drew on, uh, Drew Yari on again, just to talk about the state of uh, movies and have a, a healthy discussion. And I really want to, this stuff I want to, I want to talk about. And, and the, you know, to, I was talking about movies. I'm going to see the Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, the unbearable, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, that's what it's called. Um, I'm going to go see it, and I'm going to do a review, and I'm gonna try to do a review with Juriari. So we're we're going to you know set that up because I I'm just from me and him. Uh, reviewing a lot of films uh, from Nick Cage and also just just not only just watching them for our review uh, Patreon show, but also for j- just for entertainment, just to go back and watch. Like, you tend to appreciate things. And I think that going back, we're like, oh, man, like, this isn't so bad. But initially, we're like, oh, man, this movie sucks or... You know, for example, all oh, this this album sucks, but then you go back and, and listen to it. Not that bad. Same thing with movies, same thing with video games, same thing with, with, with any form of media. We tend to just dismiss this at all. Like, it's, it's not this album. And then when you listen to it back five years, ten years later, it's like, oh, man, this, this is really good. This is a dope album. Or go back watching a TV show. Oh, okay, this is what they were saying. It's ahead of its time. We didn't get it, but now we do. Things like that. We we tend to dismiss things because we may not understand. We may not understand where the director, the producer was getting that. So, of course, you know, in case of movies, and then with an album, same thing. But then we we learn to appreciate things, and I and I love that. 
just going back and watching a lot of Nick Cage's uh, films. So I'm very excited to go watch uh, Nick Cage, Nicka's Cage playing Nick Cage. And also because a lot of the movies that, you know, the, the big films that are out now, besides a, a small handful, I just been just garbage. Um, there's been complete other garbage, uh, movie, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, uh, you know, that's streaming on, you know, your favorite streaming service dead on arrival, just dead on arrival straight up. And I, I just refuse to give money to just to be told because I'm a man, uh, I'm automatically misogynist. That uh, I don't respect the the women. That I'm not diverse enough, and just lecture me on how bad I am because I'm a male. You know, I'm I just I just refuse. Just I, I just refuse outright with a lot of these movies and to me it's just it's just a, a more reason why i'm gonna keep my money and just support movies that i actually like and 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 not only that but give my money to people that actually want me as a consumer want me as a customer want me as a fan we 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 tend to we tend to, uh, how can I say this? Because I was just thinking about this um, early in the day when I was getting ready for work that, like, this day and age, we're, we're crippled by nostalgia. We are so, we're just so uh, held prisoner by it because of how this franchise, this actor, this uh, entity, this company made us feel because oh, it's it's a Disney, and you see all the bullshit that that Disney is in because of the whole Florida bill, and they're doubling down. And then if we found out that hey, remember when people were saying that Disney is is essentially going about having a gay agenda. And then it came out. Yeah, it's it's not so secret now. You had one of the one of the upper, you know, the higher execs saying that yeah, like we we want at least half of our content from Disney to have LGBTQ plus representation, you know, to children. And then on the flip side, they're going about yeah, like. It's it's horrible what what the governor of Florida is doing, and these people are just so deranged at, at all these companies and Twitter, which we're going to talk about. Elon Musk trying to purchase, he put out a bid to purchase uh, Twitter, hundred percent of it, because uh, the previous the previous episode I talked about Elon Musk. Uh, gaining 
around uh, ten, like nine percent, ten percent stake of the company. But then he he then uh, he didn't want to be like the whole thing of him being on on the uh, on the board. He said, "Okay, try to buy," it. and I knew it. I knew he was gonna buy it. So we're gonna talk about that. I knew he was gonna try and buy hundred percent of Twitter. But you know these companies, Twitter, Disney, all these companies, they just hate you. You see how they're going about Elon Musk. Like first, they the 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 left loved Elon Musk. They loved him. They love. Uh, uh, his his Teslas, which if I had the cash, I would definitely buy one. But unfortunately, I don't. It would be cool to have one, like not for all. Oh, yeah, it's, it's me swinging my deck around. But it would be cool. Like I always liked them even before they got popular. But you know, besides that, people were so like they're oh my god, Elon is the best. He's the best. He he's He's the, the the hip billionaire because not only is he you know he's a meme lord and he's into crypto and things like that, but you know he's easily be easily easily accessible and he he has some um, I don't know autism. I think he has Asperger's. Yeah, I think he has a definitely I won't call it disability because you have a lot of people with Asperger's or or other disabilities that they end up being really smart. It's just that they learn different. But now because the, the the media, because the media are really so hell bent on, it is so hell bent on and let me blow this up. Oops, sorry. It's so hell-bent on controlling the narrative with Elon Musk. And they're just basically saying that him trying to buy Twitter, you know, buy all of it, buy 100% of it, is a threat to democracy that is World War Three. It's pretty. It's just when I was listening to all this, when I was you know looking at the tweets, seeing all the reports, I was just like, "Wow, people are so fucking retarded. They're literally crack smokers. <laughs> literally, they're literally like I don't know where they're getting where they're getting this, but they need to." cut it out, snap back to reality. But they can't because everything's been so inverted. The the brainwashing has, has worked so well for a lot of these people that they'll believe anything the media tells them. They'll 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 be told they'll be told anything, they'll believe it. They'll be told about, you know, the you know, about Elon Musk that He's suddenly an evil man because he's trying to buy Twitter and because he he's for free speech. When you have Bezos, and I didn't know this, 
that Bezos uh, owns a newspaper outlet and you have all these other millionaires and billionaires that have, you know, a, a, a news outlet. They have, they, they just have these things. They, they have brought these things and no one bats an eye. Bezos has, I believe, the Washington Post. No one bats an eye. No one gives a shit. Bezos tries to, and he did buy up uh, all these uh, IPs. You, know, you see, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, M- MGM Studios brought that. No one gave a shit. But Elon Musk comes in, try to buy a Twitter, try, tries to buy Twitter. The world's in an uproar. You have Bill Gates, who is buying up all the farmland. You, you have him getting gaining so much profit from, from this pandemic, the past two years. And no one's bad at nine. No one's saying, hey, he he's uh he has the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. He's, you know, going all over the world and 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 not only buying up farmland, but he's been uh, in vaccines. He's been in philanthropy, which is basically, it's just a front, just a cover. No one bats an eye when dealing with Bill Gates and, and Bezos and all these other people. And to me, it's just telling that when it comes to Elon Musk, when it comes to uh, the the other topic I'm gonna talk about. It's it just shows hypocrisy that these people and their uh, whew, these people when it comes to their to I mean it's not even their thoughts. These people can't even think for themselves. They they gotta have the mainstream media tell them what to think, what to feel. They can't even come up, you know, come to their own decision. They can't even make uh, these tough choices. Like, hey, think freely, like think for yourself. Oh, that's too hard. Oh, you're you're a racist. You're a bigot. You're you you can start World War Three. You're you're a Nazi. You're a right right wing. All because people will just want to be free. Think freely, make choices, you know, accept the risks, accept the consequences, accept responsibility. No, you're a bigot, you're whatever phobe, you're whatever ism because you want to think freely. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to play this clip right here. Who were Trump voters and are still Trump supporters. They go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control Uh, exactly what people think and that is the that is our job yeah if you look at the issues uh hear that again yeah if you look at the issues uh, really control uh exactly what people think and that is the that is our job yeah 
She said, we control, He Elon Musk wants to control what people think, and that's our job. That is M- MSNBC's job. That's CNN. That is Fox News. That is all these legacy dinosaur media. They just said, she just said it. This woman here in, in the pink on the red. She says that that's our job to control what people think. Like at this point, they're not even hiding anymore because all they're all they've been doing through the course of this pandemic and before that, and everything just super was supercharged, super heated, super concentrated because of the pandemic. Because when you put people in fear, they will do whatever. Because they want the thing to go the way they want the thing. They want the thing to stop. So when you put fear in people well enough, they'll be, they'll get in line. And she said, "That's our job to control what people think." And you can stop sharing that. And it's very telling that the reason why people in the mainstream media are and the blue check marks of of course you gotta love the blue check marks you gotta love these people that are man these people have no allegiance they will flip-flop of a drop of a dime they're not loyal fuck these people let's see i, mean, I want to share this Let's see where it is. There we go. Like this, this right here. I always go back to the year 2020, the summer of love, aka the BLM riots, because the media, uh, the media, the whole time. While buildings were being destroyed, property being destroyed, uh, looting, uh, uh, burning, murder was going on. The media was like, oh, it's mostly peaceful. This shit's mostly peaceful. This shit's fine. It's okay. They were allowed to because... Through the media, they were telling people, "Oh, it's it's all oh, these these peaceful protesters. They're they're getting attacked. They're getting heckled. They're getting uh, just you know all the, these these violent Trump supporters." But then you see that the most of the almost all the violence was coming from BLM and Antifa and the people that were you know taking advantage of the chaos. And then now, because Elon wants to go and buy Twitter 100%, people are clutching their pearls. Just like when January 6th happened, people were clutching their pearls. Oh my God, this is a threat to our democracy. It's the same thing we heard throughout the years in the past two two or so decades with 9-11, with 
Bin Laden, with Saddam, with Gaddafi. A threat to our democracy. It's got they got the talking points lined up, and January six is no different. When you have cities burned down to the ground, you had businesses gutted. You had uh, people uprooted. Businesses that already were hemorrhaging because of the pandemic gone. You know, all because of a false narrative from a man who isn't isn't an angel, but the media will tell you he's an angel. He can do no wrong. With of course with the PR spin. But now all of a sudden, yeah, January sixth, oh my God. Uh, people were being led into the Capitol. They were walking in the velvet ropes, you know, in between the velvet ropes that were let in. And yet you had a few dingbats. You had a few assholes that were, you know, breaking stuff and sitting on Pelosi's desk, which I, I am against those people that actually did messed up stuff. Yeah, they they should get, you know, they should go to jail. They should get prosecuted. But all all the other people that were there that were getting prosecuted, they weren't they weren't even in the Capitol building. It's just a, a stage, just just a facade. But yeah, you have the the legal sanction of burning down not only businesses, properties, but homes, just stealing. Uh, in some cases, people were, were getting assaulted, getting killed. And that's fine. But, oh my God, Elon trying to buy Twitter. Elon is about free speech. And listen, I don't fully trust Elon. I don't trust Elon 100% like a lot of people do, but I am a fan of free speech and that's what Elon is about. He's about free speech. And the left is afraid of that. See, they can have free speech. They can definitely have free speech when it's with their rhetoric or with, with their agenda. And they'd be called peaceful protest, uh, peaceful protesters, mostly peaceful. You got you gotta put that in there, you gotta emphasize that. Mostly peaceful. You gotta emphasize, you know, with the whole thing with Disney. Like, oh my God, they they wanna they wanna stop teachers in Florida from teaching kids about uh being gay. They're they're trying they're trying to to hurt trans kids. No such thing as trans kids. You teach a kid, you indoctrinate them, you groom them to be trans. They're not born trans. And people who think that kids are born trans, you have a mental problem. You, my friend, are smoking that good crack to think that just like 
you are smoking crack to think that January 6th is equivalent to 9-11, to the bomb in Pearl Harbor. You are a crackhead to think that Elon Musk buying Twitter is equivalent to World War III starting. It really is. And to me, it's just this mental illness, the psychosis that up is down, left is right. To me, it, it, it's something that's very, very wrong with, with just with everything. And I'm I'm glad that people are ringing. I'm glad people are just, you know, losing their minds because it just exposes these people. It exposes these people as hypocrites because they talk about democracy, free speech, but it's only when they're in control and these people are not in control. They're starting to lose their grip because people are seeing. I'll be right back. All right, right back. Apologies about that. But yeah, this, like this meme right here is, it's just the icing on the proverbial cake because it just shows the hypocrisy of people. It just shows that at the drop of a dime, they could just flip. These people are not just, they're not genuine. They're, they have no morals. They have no leg to stand on. They have really no argument because when arguing is, yeah, we're just going to call you bigots. We're going to call you uh, isms and foes. We're going to, you know, try to cancel you, dox you, things like that. You have no argument. If you're in the right, you'll be able to show why you're in the right. But it's all twisted. It's all demented when you have the left going about just exposing themselves, telling on themselves that, yeah, we're, we're for just uh, clamping down on people's free speech. Like it, it's only free for us. It's not free for other people, but then it's not really free speech. And the problem is that you have people trying to police speech. They're trying to, uh, censor, they're trying to correct things. And my whole thing is we got to teach people, hey, the reason why this, this, and this is bad is because of this. You go back to history rather than try to whitewash, which it's funny to hear a lot of people talk about, oh, whitewashing history, these people, all they do, all these white people, that's all they do. But you're doing the same trying to scrub everything from history that's offensive to you because you do not understand nuance. You do not understand, hey, a different time period. It's good to have this here so we can teach, you know, kids growing up, hey, this and this is bad. A plus B equals C. And hey, when it comes to math, a lot of these, a lot of these teachers, a lot of these parents, they don't teach their kids how to write or do math. They, they're so concerned about their kids being gay, non-binary, things like that. They're worried about their kids being inclusive, 
you know, they were they worry about the curriculum being inclusive. They worry about things being inclusive. It's it's kind of wild. It's really kind of wild when you really think about it. And, you know, more with the hypocrisy when it comes to, you know, to the whole Elon trying to buy Twitter and then you have uh you have the CEO of Twitter, and I'm gonna share this. Let's see, I'm gonna share this here. Bam, there you go. He and actually let me preface this. So billionaires shouldn't own social media platforms. This man is a billionaire. He's currently worth more than twelve billion dollars, and, and the to see uh, the the name of the name of the man of, of uh, you know the, the Twitter CEO's name is Parag Arahi. I'm pronouncing that wrong. I apologize, but Parag says billionaires should not own social media platforms, but he basically means these other. These other billionaires shouldn't own social media platforms. These other billionaires shouldn't have monopolies on things. And again, hypocrisy. He is worth more than $12 billion. And he joined Twitter in 2011. He was a software engineer, rose to the ranks, become one of Dorsey's closest partners in charting the future of the company. And it's funny. Yeah, people calling this out. Because at first it was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's very excited to to welcome Elon to, you know, to the board. You know, to, you know, to the, uh, you know, to, you know, Twitter board. And we all knew that was bullshit. We all knew that was BS. We all knew that he was just talking out of his ass. We all know this. We all know that um, it ain't really, it ain't really all nice and rosy. And let's share this. Let's share this here. Well, this is awkward. Twitter board hired Goldman to advise advise that the Elon Musk $54.20 offer is too low. The only problem is Goldman has a sell rating, which the sell rating with a $30 price target. So we blow this up here. Twitter's valuation is more reflective of the current multi-year investment cycle. We re reiterate our sell rating and lower our PT from thirty six thirty, reflecting the same valuation multiples of lower for lowered forward operation estimates. So they try to highball Elon, even though they they put the valuation of their stock lower. And they were blocking him. They're blocking Elon from buying, from buying uh, full hundred percent 
stake um, Twitter. And of course, you have the Saudis who are heavily invested into Twitter, and you wonder why. And the fact that Elon isn't allowed to buy Twitter shows that the game is rigged. But you have people, again, you got Jeff Bezos buying up Washington Post. You have all these people, and I got to find, I got to find that, uh, got to find that tweet. But it's basically a, a tweet showing, um, it's a tweet basically showing, um, Let's see here. It's basically showing uh, all the billionaires who have who have um, stake. Maybe it's on my likes. Let's see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I just uh, try to talk here some more. But you have in, in, this, in this post, you have a a list of billionaires who have, uh, who own uh, media companies. And that's fine. That is a-okay. But of course, it's, it's cool. It's cool when, when certain billionaires buy up stuff because, oh, it's, it doesn't matter. It's not important. Blah, blah. They're on our side. But then when you have someone like Elon Musk who's like, yeah, we're for, I'm for, for free speech. I'm for people being able to talk freely. Then people are like, no, how dare you do that, you bigot? And of course, it just shows hypocrisy. It shows that the game is and has always been rigged. And to me, it is a this is a good indicator of why you don't have faith in the system it's the reason why when it comes to this you got to go about you really got to go about understanding that yeah it's it's the shit's very rigged to think that well Anyone can, anyone with money can just come up and just just buy up a company. No. Because they're blocking Elon Musk outright. They're just saying, yeah. And then you have people who are saying with, with just confidence, saying with confidence that, yeah, I'm going to leave Twitter you know, the the social media site, you know, users leaving or people who work, you know, at, you know, at Twitter, they're going to leave. And it just shows that, yeah, you're not for free speech. You're for clamping down on free speech. You're for censorship. You're for the platform people. You're for people and yourselves going about abusing copyright, not copyright, abusing uh, terms of service. You're for people getting flagged, getting their 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 posts removed, their accounts removed. 
you're for silencing your enemies. You're, you're about silencing people that don't agree with you. That's always what it's been about. So when you have someone that's basically on the outside, even though I think this is a bigger game, in in my opinion, I think that this is a a bigger a bigger uh, a bigger plan. And of course, when it comes to you know Elon Musk, he he's a businessman, so he wants to make sure that hey, like his his uh, Tesla company and his other ventures, he's able to talk freely about it. So I get that. And it's to me, it's it's just pretty wild that uh yeah, we we haven't uh you know we, we haven't gotten that. <laughs> and it's funny again, you have and I could share this I could share the screen. Let's see. Yeah, BlackRock and the fifteen trillion dollar fund industry should be broken up. Anti-monopoly group says, and this is from CNN Business. And of course, someone has CNN Plus. Um, when I was walking down the train station, I saw an ad for CNN Plus. I just rolled my eyes. I was like, "You motherfuckers, y'all the ones, y'all the main culprits of telling people that we're the ones who." Who tell you what the news is? We're the ones who will tell you how to think, how to feel. These people that are about freedom and free speech, that they're they're hurting us. Well, yeah, because for a lot of people, the grip, the hold that you got on them is fucking gone. And people are tired of just being lied to and misled. And this not only during these past few years with the pandemic, but also with everything, everything that's been going on, people are just fed up and tired of all the lies. People are tired and fed up of all the nonsense and all the BS. And this was published November 24th, 2020. This uh, article on CNN Business. And BlackRock is out here also. Don't forget about BlackRock. BlackRock is out here buying up all, all homes, all these properties. No one is saying anything. And you're wondering why the housing housing market is insane. You're wondering why, like, yeah, there's a housing crash because you you have this entity buying up all these properties. And it's not a coincidence that, yeah, the pandemic happened. And what did the pandemic do? The pandemic was all about transferring the wealth from the middle class to the wealthy. It's all about money. It's all about property. You know, equity is all about transferring all of that to the wealthy. They they're just trying to tell, yeah, yeah, we don't want 
people owning homes. We don't want people owning cars. We don't want them owning property. We want them to live stacked up on top of each other in these mega high-rise buildings. Rather than, hey, I want to live away from all that. I want to have my own property. I want to own it outright. You know? It's, to me, you have BlackRock. You have all these all these billionaires uh, just creating monopolies. You have... Bill Gates buying up all the farmland, telling us, yeah, you you guys should be eating meat. You guys shouldn't be eating meat. Paul, excuse me. You guys should not be eating meat. You should be eating uh beyond you know beyond uh beyond meat foods. You should be eating uh soy, you should be eating uh crickets and bugs and things like that. While he has all the farmland. So you know what he's doing? He has all the nice food. And while our food prices are going up, he don't got to worry about that. But we're over here fighting and bitching and complaining and reading about Elon Musk buying Twitter. We're more worried about Elon Musk buying fucking Twitter than we are about people actually causing harm to us. They're actually buying up homes, properties, buying up farmland. You know that our our meat comes from only four major uh four major companies, uh meat distributors run things. And guess who owns that? You figure it out. But it's crazy. People are out here saying, yeah, Elon Musk is a terrible man because he wants to buy Twitter. And they're afraid that, yeah, they're not going to get away with the shit that they've been getting away with. It's kind of funny. It's what happens. (laughs) It's what fucking happens. It's to me. It's it's um it's a beautiful thing seeing uh, people expose themselves. People, uh, just actually sweating a little bit because just by Elon doing this and then his attempt to to buy up, you know, to buy Twitter, it just it brought out a lot of stuff. It brought a, a a lot of things were revealed. A huge revelation. That yeah, as we knew from the jump, game is rigged. As we knew, people are hypocrites when it comes to free speech about freedom. We have these people on Twitter, you Twitter users, especially and those tend to be on the left, and you have people work for Twitter. Those on the left. And you have those media pundits from MSNBC, Fox, CNN. They want to be the ones to tell you how to think. They want to be the ones to tell you what to do, what to feel, what to think. 
they don't want people thinking freely. They don't want people not being afraid because when people are afraid, they consume more news. Thereby, they'll be more consumers. It's just, it's fact. Look at the pandemic. Look at right now and also currently, you know, Ukraine and Russia. And then when, you know, Mr. Orange Man, a.k.a. Donald Trump, when he was, you know, he's still in the news. Like, people still bring him up. Like, the that video that I shared, person brought up Donald Trump and is like, you got him out of office and you still bring him up. Like, he, he's away. He's chilling, you know, on a golf course. He's on vacation somewhere. And... Yeah, still bring him up. That lets us know that he's living rent-free in your heads. And the fact that, yeah, I talk about him. But, you know, when he was in office, ratings were high. Now that he's not, shit's in the toilet. So they got rid of him. But, yeah, he he was bringing, them, bringing these news uh, outlets ratings. But it just shows that these people are just hypocrites. It just shows that. These blue check marks on Twitter, these political pundits, news media outlets, people up on Twitter, hypocrites, straight up hypocrites, always have, always will be. They're not about free speech. They're not about having free, just neutral discourse, healthy discourse. They're not about that. They're about restricting speech, censoring, and deplatforming people. And the fact that Elon Musk, you know, him trying to buy up Twitter, show that I'm happy. I'm for the chaos. I'm for the madness. Because it's, it's just going to reveal a lot of more hypocrisy from people. And I love it. I, I love it because when people are shaken up brings me joy because i'm sick and tired of these people i'm sick and tired for the past two years the fact that people are being silenced they can't tell the truth they can't express themselves they can't call things down the line they can't call things down the middle these journalists not journalists these people are just piranhas and you have these, these lemmings, these drones. They got the MPC update, the new, the, the latest, because the last one, the Russia Ukraine and support Ukraine uh, update, like that, that, that was okay, but they had to put that that emergency firmware update, and that is uh, Rocket Man bad, Tesla Man bad, Elon Musk bad. They got to put that in there. Every week, every other week, every two weeks, it's always something. It's always, this person's bad. This thing is bad. Like It's like clockwork. And people, you guys listening, got to figure it out. First, first, it's two weeks to slow the spread. Then it's a month. Then it's two, three, four, five, six, twelve. So on and so forth. Then they say, hey. This is safe and effective. You don't, you're not 
forced to take it, but you should take it. Then they clamp down and it's all tests. This is all, all this with COVID, all this with the vaccine, all this with the summer love. It was all a test, all one big social experiment. And I'm going to keep saying that because that's what it was. This whole thing with COVID social experiment to see what they can get away with, what people are willing to put up with, what people are able to deal with. And a lot of people gave in. It's like, well, gonna do what I gotta do. And, you know, be with the shits, be be, you know, just compliant. And they think that, hey, if I'm if I comply, I go away. No. Just by you complying, they're gonna be like, oh, well, we went in two inches, we're not going to win two more. That's usually what it's about. That's what we're going to do. You let them go in an inch, then they're going to say, oh, well, we let them go. We went in an inch, we're going to go in two more inches and, and three more inches. And that has to stop. That really has to stop. The fact that People are still complying. People are still, like, people are mad because the CDC, well, the federal uh, the federal uh, uh, judge blocked uh, the one judge from Florida. I think I could, let me go and find it. Let's go and find it. Yeah. Let's go about finding the news since we're here. We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about uh, subway shooter. Let's see. Wham, bam, thank you, office. So, federal judge, so let me pull this here, make it a little, a little bigger. Uh, for New York Post, federal judge uh, vacates CDC mask mandates in airports and other transportation hubs. And it was, and it was a a Florida judge, I believe that that did. That she was the one who who vacated it. Let's. And I think she says here. Um, because quote our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, even in the pursuit of of desirable ends. The court declares unlawful and vacates the mass mandate. So that's what she. She declared, that's what she said. Let me go and find the person. Let's see, I'll find the person here. I think I had it. I got it saved. And actually, let me play this. Let me play this, actually. 
Yeah, let's play this. It's right here, right? Uh, Mid-flight. So this video right here, mid-flight, uh, pilot announces uh, the end the end of the mass mandates on airports and planes. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Uh, effective immediately, immediately, masks are optional for all airport employees, crew members, and customers inside U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. All right, so that's from a pilot mid-flight. From mid-flight. That's, I'm, I'm just going, just, just going through, just going through my, uh, uh, my likes and things like that. Uh, damn, where? Trying to find that one for, okay, I think, here it is. There it is. Um, yeah, so the, this is the one. Uh, Honorable Catherine uh, Kimball Mizell, who struck down the federal mask mandate today. A patriot. And this is her. And listen. The pilot said in his speech in that last video I shared, it's optional. So it's the mandate ended, but it's now optional. And the problem with people is when they hear something end, like, oh, my God, that means I can't do the thing that I was told to do. It's like, you can do it. I mean, I don't know why, because at this point, all this is theater. All this with, with the mask and, and the vaccine, all theater. It's just decoration. A lot of people wear masks now just because, yeah, like they've been conditioned throughout the years to do it. And it's just like second nature. Me, it's just very cumbersome. It's annoying. You know, there's instances where, you know, I wear it. But at the same time, it's just really fucking annoying. It really is. And people, again, I'm all about freedom, all about freedom of choice. If people want to go about doing it, that's fine. There's no skin off my bones. But it's when you have people telling you, telling I, telling everyone else what to do. That's the problem. And glad that this judge uh, struck it down. I am glad that she struck it down because it, it's just it's pointless. It, it's pointless. The fact that you're in a in a in a airplane, just in in tight proximity. Where also before that, we're in line. <laughs> we're we're in line. Uh, 
you know, in the TSA, getting pat down. Then you got, you know, take off your shoes. You got to all these. It's it's just so invasive, and it's things like that that they incrementally push them. Because before nine eleven, they get you had a metal detector, but no full blown TSA. Then nine eleven happened. Brought in TSA. Then with uh, the shoe bomber happened in, in that that flight on Christmas. That's when they implemented the, the body scanners. And they had the, the the shoe bomber, and then there was the underwear bomber. I remember. And that's when they brought in and the convenient, <laughs> convenient. They had them already set up. They already had these uh, full body scanners up. It's like all these things, they it's all in place. It's all incremental. It's it's just I'm just glad that that you know to fly, it's optional. Like you don't gotta wear it. It's not mandated for you. And people wanna wear a mask, go ahead. Just don't tell me what to do. I'm not encouraging on your choice to worm. Don't cringe on mine telling me that I have to work. You do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. We coexist. But, of course, people, they just love to tell you what to do. They, they just can't stand it. They're like, oh, my God. They're like a Karen. They can't help. They can't help it. They just have to go about telling people what to do. They, they just cannot help themselves because... That's how they get their power. That's how these people get their power. They don't get power from from being a good neighbor, uh, you know, respecting their fellow man, woman. Like, a lot of these people don't even like the fact uh, that they have children. They can't stand their children. And you're over here telling me, yeah, these people are... These people, oh, they're so nice. They're so well-meaning. No, they're not. No, they're fucking not. These people hate you. They hate themselves. So they try to go about telling others what to do. Definitely lacking in, in the department. But I'm glad that, I'm glad this person struck down the mass mandate, the federal mandate, uh, yesterday. It is the 19th. They struck it down on the 18th, which was yesterday. So I'm glad for that. I know a lot of people saying she's cute. <laughs> I mean, she yeah, she's you know the looker. She's quite the looker. I'm I'm not gonna even lie. Like very sophisticated. I like it. But yeah. So on to the main event. So let's see. So on the 12th of April, 2022, there was a shooting on a, I believe, a Manhattan-bound uh, entering Nancy, going going towards Manhattan. And it's the express train. The end goes express in Brooklyn. So... Uh, there was a shooting, a mass shooting on the train. And this guy, 
this guy uh, went and wearing a gas gas mask, uh, gas uh, like a, a gas mask, and he had like a a attire and uniform from you know that MTA worker will wear. So of course blend in, and during the confusion after it was said and done just waltz out and conveniently enough uh only three of the many cameras at that station the 36th street station in brooklyn were working all the other cameras weren't working of course conveniently that day also he uh set off a, a smoke bomb and the funny thing was that people were assuming that this person was white. And immediately I was like, ha, huh? like, of course, like, people amaze me. People surprise me. People are stupid. People are just quick to jump on that because, of course, they can't fathom the fact that, yeah, you have... Uh, a thing called a black supremacist. There were other mass shootings involved uh, black people, but they're immediately scrubbed. They're immediately uh, memory hold. And actually, I'm going to try to find that article, that uh screenshot of the, the headline let's see so we're, we're just going to share the screen here so yeah you see here uh, without googling do you recognize and can you name these two people we all know Kyron House the fact that for a whole year, they were labeling him a white supremacist. They were labeling him a mass shooter. And, yeah, he's basically defending himself. And then the people that were labeled as heroes, they basically found out that, yeah, these these people were uh, not good people. That, that uh, Ren House uh, capped. They were not good people, but yet they were painting this man as a mass shooter. Well, now he, he now he's a man, but yeah, this man, the Waukesha uh, parade, and I, you love the Daily Mail for putting quotations on the word killer. Waukesha parade killer. Darrell Brooks Jr. pleads not guilty to 77 charges, including six counts of homicide. And it's funny that this man plowed, this man plowed into a parade of people. Many of them were uh, women, children. And, of course, the media said, hey, the SUV, the SUV that ran over these people. 
because of course they're not gonna they're not gonna tell you the the race of this man. They're not gonna tell you the race of this man. This man is psychopath for running over people, children. But again, that's the media's job. As uh, that clip that I shared earlier on, the media tells you what to think. They tell you what to think, right? So it's funny that this people forgot about right away when they found out that this that this person was was black, and of course found out that he was a a black supremacist that he was BLM, and to me again it shows more hypocrisy because in the subway. A shooting that happened in Brooklyn, New York, uh, a week ago it was on the, I believe, the twelfth. Yes, the twelfth of of April. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, black people on you know on that train that day, and they got shot. Luck and luckily and miraculously, and so grateful that no one got killed. But it's still crazy. And when it was found out that the shooter, and let me stop sharing this, so I could then find, yes, um, let's see here, share this here. So, of course, they got this man, and when it was found out that he was a black man, and I had people that I know that said, oh, no, I can't be, that can't be true, like, he was set up. I'm like, oh, boy, like, it's, it's really that bad. You got people refusing to believe to to think outside the box a little bit that yeah there's such thing as as black mass shooters that we've been conditioned to believe because of the media because they tell us what to think how to think they cannot fathom that hey they're black mass shooters too and the fact that this guy was of course a black supremacist and blm and he had a lot of rhetoric in his uh, YouTube channel. Of course, his YouTube channel was uh, um, suspended. I mean, it was it was just taken away. And I, I really wish I would have talked to you know just did uh, just did like a emergency podcast about it when the video was up, but. I wanted to wait to see the story develop and also just I just wanted to see engage um the public to basically to to see where people's heads are at. And of course when people found out, yeah, that it's a black guy, they immediately 
you know. Mm. Excuse me, they immediately, uh, they shut the fuck up really quick. Because they were like, oh, he's black, so he's not white supremacist. He's not a, a white male. So we can't use this in the media because, oh, we don't want to offend. So this story here, yes, the media buries race, the race of murderers, if they're not white. Uh, let's see here. Frank James, a man arrested for Tuesday's New York City subway shooting, is a black nationalist and outspoken racist who railed against whites, Jews, and Hispanics. A careful, a careful reader of the New York Times could be forgiven for overlooking that. In nearly 2,000-word article on the attack, James' race was not mentioned. Same is true for the coverage offered by Reuters, the Washington Post, only mentioned James' race in relation to his uh, accommodation of training programs for low-income Black use. Because, of course, the the excuse that the media gives is that, and, and media, newspaper outlets give, they don't want to, they don't want to be racist. It's like, no, you are given description of the murderer, of the perpetrator, of the attacker. It's not racist. And again, this is what happens when we birth a signal. Like, we, we can't, we cannot be racist towards black people. Even ones, you know, of course, racism is bad. I don't gotta, I don't gotta, like, that shouldn't be said. Like, that should already be, yes, racism, racism is bad. No matter what race you are. And of course, the same way that they don't report black people, they don't report their, their race. The same way that black people can't be racist, but they can. And like this man, it's possible and it's reality. Anyway, media critics on the right side said that the conspicuous omission of James's race from these news reports illustrate a trend among prestige papers, which uh uh, the emphasize or omit the race of non-white criminals while playing up the race card of white offenders. But is that a real problem? Is that a real pattern? Excuse me. Yes, a Washington Free Beacon reviews hundreds of articles published by major papers over a span of two years and find that papers downplay the race of non-white offenders, mention that their race much later in the articles than they do for white offenders. These papers also three or four times more likely to mention the funders race at all if he's white. A disparity that grows in the wake of George Floyd's death in 2020 and the protest that follows. Because of course, yeah, when the cop that shot that shoot, but he killed George Floyd, they mentioned him, they plastered his photo all over the place. And again, what he did was wrong, but George Floyd wasn't a saint either. There's a lot of history between uh, Chauvin and Floyd. They knew each other. But uh, again, the media isn't going to tell you that. The media isn't going to be truthful because all they want is division. All they want is people uh, be divided by race. They want, they do not want 
to give you unbiased, fair news. They want to divide people. They want to go about fueling up a race war, which I remember this guy and many other black nationalists, even white nationalists, bring up the incoming race war. I remember looking up uh, 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 Charles Manson, and you know the reason why he he set out and you know the murders, you know to help the Skelter murders because he he saw an impending race war, right? That's all these these lunatics think. And you had the media just fueling the fans. You have these useful idiots fueling the fans of 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 a race war. You know, but continue on. Uh, the Free Beacon collected data of nearly 1,100 articles about homicides from six major papers or in between 2019 and 2021. Those papers included Chicago Tribune, Los Angeles Times, New York Times, the Philadelphia Inquirer, San Francisco Chronicle, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, representatives of each paper did not return requests for comments for this article. For each article, we collected the offenders and victims' names and race and noticed that where in the article the offender's race was mentioned, if at all. So they're basically saying, listen, there's definitely a disparity, is definitely an omission, there's for sure a trend when dealing with non-white uh you know, offenders. And also, and guess what? The FBI knew. What do you know? The FBI knew about uh, about this man because, of course, the FBI knows all, but, of course, they will surprisingly let things happen. Surprisingly. It's uh, it's a real trend. It's a real pattern with the FBI. I mean, they knew about so many things. Uh, uh, 9-11, they knew about the, the OKC bombings. They knew about all, all these things. Oh, we, we, we didn't know, but you did know. But that's not a here and there. But basically, and this is a graph here, it, it, it's, it's plain and just in plain English and nice graphics and ni- a nice graph to illustrate. When it's white, they they will post the hell out of it when it's black when the perpetrator is black uh much lower average but you see and see in some cases don't even at all <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild it's pretty wild but at the end of the day um uh, this man called uh, caused terror, and, and I have a photo 
And the photo in one of his videos basically showed him, uh, showed his, uh, his, oh, his files, of uh, folders on his computer. And one of them said New York City visit. So, and of course, they knew about this. The FBI investigators knew about this. And they just let this happen. Of course, only three of the hundreds of cameras at, at the subway station in Brooklyn, the 36th Street subway station, they were all conveniently not working, but three. Like, there's no coincidence. And also, um, let's see if I can find, let's see if I can find that photo of anything. I could just, I could just, uh, see, I could just, okay. I download this somewhere. I think I do. Yes, right here. Second share is basically a, a, a simple, simple illustration. Just a, a nice, simple illustration. Let's see if I can uh, do this better. There we go. Let's do this. So let me pull this up here. So, so we don't want, you didn't want this, right? And people then protested to get rid of the NYPD off the subway, right? And then you got this one week ago, today, because today is Tuesday. So that's the one-week anniversary of this, right? So because people didn't want this, you did this, and you got this as a result. And there were so many people saying, "Yeah, we get the NYPD out of the out of, out of the subway system." And then now, look now, not only did this happen, but you also have a uptick in in attacks. You have uptick in. I mean, besides the delays, you got subway delays and that's because of people getting pushed onto the tracks and pushed off the platform onto the tracks you have uh people fighting yeah people getting attacked on the platform and you know on the subway you, you have all these things you have homeless and p- people that know about the e-train the e-train is called the homeless express it's a fast train, but it's also the Homeless Express. And you have uh, homeless people taking half of the car, 
maybe the end of the car near near the doors where you move to the next car, they have that blocked off. They have sometimes a whole train car blocked off. But yeah, you you got what you wanted. You got you got cops off of the off of the system. You went and got you went and complained, oh, this is racial, racial profiling, discrimination, blah, blah, blah. And this is the result. During during the course of, of many years, they did this. And then look, I haven't seen the subways, you know, the, the you know, say transit so unsafe, taking the subway so unsafe. So unsafe. But then you have people had the audacity to talk about, oh man, people that MTA got to do something, New York City got to do something about all this crime. Like motherfuckers, y'all the ones who wanted this, y'all the ones who voted this in, y'all the ones who complained about this, and now all of a sudden, oh man, crime in New York City, we got to do something about it. It's like, you crackheads, that's this is what you wanted, this is what you voted for, deal with it. Because see, something affect you before it was like, well, I don't want to be racist. I don't want to be, I don't want to seem like a bad person. It's like, no, you're dealing with criminals. You want to ride safe. You want to not have to constantly look behind your shoulder. You want to constantly just travel on mass transit in fear and worry. Because people got to get to work. They got to get to school. They got to get to places. And of course, you got to deal with, with dangers and things like that every day. But the problem is that the crime in New York City has gone up so much. And of course, let's go right here. Is, you know, I'm on a roll. I know it's an hour so far, hour and 43 minutes. I mean, give or take, minus the brief pause I did, but it's uh, it's 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 a long one. But I guess I got to make it up for last the episode two weeks ago that was barely an hour long. So you have more content. But I just wanted to talk about this because. Is from the blaze. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams calls out Black Lives Matter activists as hypocrites for protesting George Floyd's murder, but not black on black shootings. And the problem is, Mr. Mayor, is that you're too little too late to this because when people bring up black on black violence, black on black crimes, black on black shootings, you have people you have people saying oh that's these these statistics suddenly statistics are bad suddenly these statistics are are propped up you know by the white man they propped up by racism white supremacy all this fucking word salad it's just a lot of talking but nothing profound or smart is being said it's just blah 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 
racism, blah, 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 white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. We hate statistics. We hate facts because it goes against the narrative, blah, blah, blah. And of course, he says something that is correct. The hypocrisy, you protest this thing, but you don't protest this other thing. And then you don't go and actually complain and say, hey, crime in New York City is really high. And there's people who have. But of course, they don't want to be called racist. Because there's been so many uh, attacks that, that involve black people. The perpetrators were black, but of course the media didn't say anything. They will say, oh man, and especially with this uh, so-called Stop Asian Hate campaign that was going on, and especially when a lot of these attacks were perpetrated by black people, they somehow spin it, yeah, is white supremacy, is the, these men who are black, the reason why they're doing this because of white supremacy. No, they're doing it because they're fucking assholes. That's the thing. When you virtual signal too hard, when you try to just spin a story so much that your head is going to spin, this is what happens. You, you try to pivot, you try to spin, you try to flip the narrative so much and it backfires. You try to put the you try to put the 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 slinky back is all tangled up. I don't know if you know what slinkies are. Is these uh, if you watch Ace Ventura, Nature Calls when Ace was uh, playing with the slinky and he was at the the Buddhist temple and he was playing with the slinky, having it go down, uh, going down the steps. So imagine that being just, you know, jumbled up. And these people, virtual signaling, trying so hard to to fix it, to unravel it, and then it just falls apart, just breaks, because they're trying so hard to go about just trying to save face, and they can't. Because you created something, you voted this sun just for the sake of not being called racist. But then you cause more problems. And this is the result you have. And it's funny when this whole thing, Stop Asian Hate came out. And I was like, okay, let me look at some of these stories. And of course, yeah, black, 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 black. Suddenly, the whole Asian hate narrative is gone. Is gone, is disappeared because of course it wasn't white people attacking uh Asian people, it was black people, uh black people attacking Asian people. And it's like, what are we doing here? That this this mental gymnastics, and while he's correct on this, he's not doing anything to address crime. All he's doing is telling people, hey, we gotta I gotta get people on a plant-based centric life. He wants people to eat vegan while he was caught eating fish. And when a reporter brought it up, he got really defensive. Also, he wants to deal with uh, 
with guns and understand that a moron criminals are gonna get their hands on weapons no matter what. It's the people that you're saying they can't get arms to defend themselves. Just trust me, if people if someone on that train had a gun, he wouldn't have thrown, he wouldn't have fired one shot, best believe. But you again, you have these these morons that like, yeah, we go to a movie watch people, you know, shoot, you know, shoot the bad guys, pow, pow, pow. Or we watch, you know, a, a gangster flip. Or, you know, we, we rap about it in songs, but when it comes to, you know, actually using it for self-defense or deterrent against criminals, they're like, oh, guns are bad. It's, real, it's wild. And you wonder why crime is up in New York City. If... If people were able to carry and to to deter crime, to deter these criminals, these scumbags, crime below, because people know, okay, I don't know what this guy's holding, I don't know what she's holding, I don't know what that person's holding, so I'ma chill out. They will pick their spots much better, but since it's free reign, that's what you have, and. By miracle, this dude's uh, gun jammed. Uh, the the subway shooter, his gun jammed. And again, what what he said, and I'm gonna read it really quick because we're nearing the two hour mark. A New York City mayor, New York City mayor Eric Adams, called out Black Lives Matter activists as hypocrites for protesting George Floyd's murder in 2020, but failed to take the streets. In protest of the recent black on black shootings. New York One Channel on Wednesday asked the Democrat how he will get a handle on the mount the mountain shootings in the city, including Tuesday's subway shooting in Brooklyn. As replied, I thought Black Lives Matter. Where where are all those who stay Black Lives Matter? Then go on, then do analysts of who was killed or shot last night, and I was up all night speaking to my commanders in the Bronx in Brooklyn. The victims were black. Many of the shooters were black. Then, uh, then put on well, well-known question to adults and caregivers. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Why 16, 17, 18 year old on the streets are with guns late at night? When are we going to start asking these serious questions? I mean, that's a good question, but uh, again, it's it's when you finally got an epiphany, but too late. Everyone's been saying, like, why are kids out here, you know, armed with guns, all these hoodlums with guns? Why are these kids having access to guns? Why are criminals out here just running rough shot? Why? It's simple. The laws in place for the sake of virtual signaling and, and uh, race relations and anti-discrimination is the reason why. Like, it's just, it's so dummy proof. It's really dummy proof. I, I still don't understand why he came up to this 
revelations so late. I'm, I'm just, it baffles my mind. Wow. It's <laughs> just fucking wow. Um, let's see. Uh, recalling the sea protesters in New York City and all over America in the summer 2020. Adams called out BLM supports directly of Black Lives Matter and thousands of people I saw on the street where Floyd was murdered should be on the streets right now, stating that the lives of those black children that are dying every night matter. You can't be hypocrites. But but of course, Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, you gotta understand that is a narrative being played. That's the name of the game is controlling the narrative because they can easily talk about discrimination and racism, but of course they're not going to want to deal with, you know, their own household. They want to deal with their own skeletons because to bring up and to deal with these matters of black on black crime, many issues that the black community has, is to actually look at themselves in the mirror and actually say, yeah, we got a big problem. We got to deal with it. We got to do something. Not going to do it because it's just easy to aim low. It's easy to attack white people. It's easy to attack things. It's easy to support the current thing. It's easy to attack the thing or the person. It's easy to go after white people for stuff, but then ask white people for stuff while you're attacking them and telling them that you're white and you ain't shit, but still asking them for shit, still asking them for their permission. It's just this superiority, this false superiority, kings and queens, we build this, that, and the other, but you're still inferior, you're still asking for the people that are that abuse you for power. When all you do is grab it, deal with your issues in your community, just like with all the other races, they don't they don't uh, mix with you know white people. They don't mix with the right trash, you know. Other races they don't deal with their their riffraff. They don't deal with with with, with the with these troublemakers, with the ones that are weighing them down. They don't deal with that. But somehow we do, Latinos, Hispanics, we we glorify that culture. But then we get mad when we're not looked at in a, in a positive light. We're not taken seriously. We're laughing stock. But of course, I say this, people get mad. I don't give a damn because it's the truth. I don't I don't give a damn because it's the truth. And if you can't handle the truth, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to tell you because that's not a me problem, that's a you problem. If something resonate so much that you get offended just by the truth, you look, okay, well damn. Said this, this is correct, this is correct. And then you get angry because you know in your heart is correct. You know that there's an issue, there's a bigger issue. And BLM isn't answered, isn't the answer. 
none of these organizations and politicians aren't the answer. Never has, never will. It's all about you do what you do, how you do as an individual. It's so easy to again ask for ask for other people to do the thing because we cannot go about uh making those tough decisions, those tough choices. It's hard. So instead we just go and tell the other person or another organization, another entity, hey, do this. Do the thing for us. Again, it is what it is. At the end of the day, all we had to do is just focus as individuals, focus on things that we can control. Stop trying to police everything. Stop aiming low and blaming other people, other things, instead of addressing matters, addressing the issues in in your household, in your community. Stop trying to fix the world when you can even fix your own household. Like, stop it. So that being said, I've been going at it for nearly two hours. So I'm just going to end it here, reach the end of the line. And again, a little, a little sleepy, little sleepy, but we're gonna we're gonna rock on, we're gonna hang on for a bit for the outro, uh, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Really do appreciate you guys uh, making it all the way to the end of the podcast. Really do appreciate it. If you feel inclined, if you ever so desire, please consider following me on Twitter as Ruben Prime underscore three, and my. Podcast, of course, the Room Prime podcast we're listening to. You can find it on all major digital platforms where we listen to your podcast on. Um, soon I'll be posting clips on YouTube. Uh, for the time being, I'll just post the full podcast clip. Maybe I'll have like another channel just just for live streams, things like that. But for the time being, Ruben Prime TV is where you can find the full-length uh, podcast in video form. So you can follow me as I uh, go through the articles. And, yeah, uh, again, um, website, trying to get that built up again. Um, it's inactive. Uh, hasn't been updated, but I'm, I'm really trying to get that done. And uh gotta spend a little bit of money to get that fixed. It's uh hey, more money, more more problems. But I rambled on to, uh long enough. Uh remember Twitter dot uh Twitter.com slash room prime three. Uh this podcast. You can listen to it on all major digital platforms, that being the Room Prime Podcast, YouTube.com slash Room Prime TV. With that being said, I've been Room Prime. And I'm out. I'm out. Yes, we're out. We're done with the episode. Uh, I'll see you, Lord willing, very soon for the big 
100th episode. So that being said, enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. I am here, Master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch and ah! Master, that's not...